transaction. Hello. Hello there. Welcome to our March edition of the Eco Louder podcast. Yes, I, this is our eighth edition, and it's really interesting because on March the eighth, it's International Women's Day, and the eighth edition, so it all kind of links. Yep. So yeah. we are talking today to Orla Brogan. Yeah. Uh, who I know you're extremely excited to have yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I am so excited to have her. Like, she's a huge inspiration for me and picks me up online all the time, you know, like my energy. And I really always feel um, so great after watching her videos. So Orla is a life and business coach serving yeah. women and particularly mums in uh, Edinburgh and beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, amazing guest for our Women's Day podcast or International Women's Day. Yeah. And, uh, and then we have Charlotte asking us a few different questions as well from things that have been coming in online. So I'm really excited to get started. Yeah, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, Orla. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we're so pleased that you've come for this special podcast, which is all about celebrating women in business. And um, when, I, uh, when we came up with that uh, theme, the you were the first person that I thought about. Because um, your, your business, which is... Um, uh, business and life coaching um, offering that you provide, you really raise women up and you give a lot of confidence. And you do that, obviously, through the services that you provide, but you do it as well through the social media channels where you give amazing content constantly. And uh, that's really helped me a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited when you said that you'd come and join us. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for being here. Oh, thank you. I was absolutely delighted to receive your Facebook message. I was like, <laughs> oh, yay, I'm going to be on a podcast. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I guess the first thing to maybe talk about is your business and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the technical term is that I'm a life and business coach, but the purpose behind my business and what I really enjoy doing is helping people fulfill their potential through their business. And as you start a business, and especially when it's around your passion, you need to grow as a person as well. And mm -hmm. if you're not growing as a person and you're just building your skill set, you're going to reach a kind of a fork in the road and there's going to be trouble. Yeah. So I help people just unearth what what their business serves in their life, you know, what their business is there to do and how they're there to fulfill their potential. And I guide them to grow as much in the skills of running a business as they do in the mindset of becoming an mm -hmm. entrepreneur and becoming an entrepreneur that's going to provide the life that they want. Yeah. Because most of the businesses that I work with and the business people that I work with, it's about them fulfilling their potential. And mm -hmm. that takes courage and that takes bravery and it takes support because it's quite lonely as you go outside your comfort zone into this lonely space that maybe you don't know too many people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. And like I, one of the branches of your business is this, the mumpreneur revolution. And, um, you know, you're really um, helping uh, women that are moms, like, become more confident and find who they are as entrepreneurs as well. And 
you know, I think it's absolutely wonderful that you do that because I think you do change a lot becoming a mum. You know, I can definitely relate to that. And I sometimes feel my own confidence, like really dipping like it never did before I was a mum. And I I don't quite know why. Um, But like your content has really appealed to me from, from that point of view, you know, when I felt like just, I don't know, like I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm not good enough, like in that way, when I've seen your videos, like they've really picked me yeah. up. I, I mean, I know firsthand from Stephanie's response in relation to it, relationship to it, just what a powerful thing you've created. Um, yeah. I guess a couple of things from me, maybe a little bit more on the outside of it is, so obviously your passion, but I'm always inspired by anyone who goes down the route of coaching. Um, what what was the spark or what is the spark what was it that you know when was that switch Um, flicked I think really randomly I was looking for a change in career like when I first moved to Edinburgh way back I worked in a sandwich shop and this guy said he was a coach and I was like well I've never heard of a coach before so I'm going to become a coach too yeah and I did coaching qualifications and I very much learned this process of goal setting of smart goals and I realized very quickly that that makes you have a coaching certificate, but it doesn't make you a coach. Mm. And then when I went through like hardships in my own life, like when my dad passed away and my granny passed away all in a short period of time, and we had like various knock-on effects that challenged me to grow, that I was like, actually, I've got these coping mechanisms. Actually, I know you can come through everything. Mm. And I think that took me from learning like techniques to actually feeling it and to really wanting to change people's lives. And for me, the key was actually seeing so many people who just go down the rabbit hole of life and they get caught up in, I need to have a job, I need to have a house, I need to have a car, because that's what society tells me. And eventually, and I think it's key when you have a baby, all of a sudden you have a baby and it's like, oh, I've got to to get out of jail free card here. Mm -hmm. I have a baby and I have nine months where I can leave behind a job that quite possibly doesn't fulfill me and a job that's not right for me. But what that does is that puts a lot of pressure on the mum. Mm-hmm. because the mom is like, well, I've got nine months mm-hmm. and I've nothing else to do in that nine months, only raise a child. You know, there's no work <laughs> involved there. And I've got nine months and I'm going to grow a business during that. Mm-hmm. And I just met so many people, myself included, where you were putting pressure after pressure after pressure yeah. on top of yourself. However, the desire within these women to start a business was so much stronger during that time than any others that they had to take advantage of that. Yeah. So I either come across people who started their business with their first child or wanted to, and then waited until their second or their third to go and do it. So I think as women, I think when we talk about the confidence thing, Stephanie, I think it's because we're trying to do so much and we feel like there's this time that we have to do, and we kind of do. Because if we go back into that cycle and that rat race, we're going to be sucked in there until something interrupts us again. And that might be another pregnancy, that might be a breakup, that might be a redundancy, because it's very hard when you've got bills to pay, mortgages to pay, you know, when you've got commitments, it's very hard to leave the corporate world. So a baby is actually a blessing, both for you as a parent, but also for you to course correct and to kind of take stock of life and say, well, where do I want to be? Who am I? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because it just reminded me like, in, in the business world, you often hear of like 
a, a new business disrupting the marketplace mm -hmm. and this is why they are like come onto the scene yeah. and like create this amazing new product or service mm -hmm. and they're out there and it's like baby just yeah. disrupts them your own marketplace yeah. exactly. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and your own life yeah. and uh, and here you are you just change and mm -hmm. you evolve and, yeah. and it's a great opportunity it, it's a blessing and, yeah. and it's a blessing but it it is no doubt about it, it's quite lonely because you are on your own. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would go to mum and baby classes and after the mum and baby classes, I was like, well, Ulton's asleep for an hour. I'm going to go and work. Whereas the other mums will go for coffee. So you do make your sacrifices mm -hmm. quite heavily. But I feel like now, you know, we were both up before five o'clock, you know, I can get up <laughs> before five o'clock and not worry because I can yeah. go to bed with him at yeah. eight o'clock tonight and catch up on my sleep. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. So, so, yeah, so this this time of life for women, pregnancy, where this energy and this drive comes from to start something um but I, I guess maybe this is a bit of a generalization women are women entrepreneurs are very are much better at setting up a business that's going to work for them and their lifestyle and do you, do you see that with this you know with this kind of time of life as well with that they're you know they're, they obviously want to support their new family but it's, it's something that's going to give them that yeah. quality of life massively I come yeah. across that all the time and it's like a blessing and a curse I describe it as like being in a rebound relationship because when you have your baby and if you start a business around young children as a lifestyle business your aim is to get away from the lifestyle you have so yeah. you kind of dive in and everything is well it wasn't as bad as the corporate world or I get to do what I love and so it's it's lovely for a time and then there comes a time when the real challenge sets in and the real challenge is, well, okay, I'm a year down the line. I'm two years down the line. I now work for myself. It's now time for me to flick that switch up level. I don't like that term or out level and actually fulfill my true potential uh -huh. and yeah. not just build a business around the lifestyle that I have, but to decide actually what amazing lifestyle do I really want and create that. So it's definitely a two-step process. Mm. And I think when you first start out, it's very much about, well, what's the short-term goal here? And the short-term goal is to get away from the corporate world that you're in yeah. and to test your business concept. Will it work? Is it viable? Can I do it? And then over time, it's about nailing it. It's yeah. about disrupting the market. And do you prefer to get to people at that first stage, like mm. to start thinking about that from the start or is it more people coming to you that year in, two years in, and, and then that's where you really add... Um, that, your benefit. that's such a good question because mm -hmm. I think it's it's based on the mindset and it's based on what you try and help people with mm -hmm. like if somebody came to me and they were just testing a business idea initially mm -hmm. I would not recommend my full coaching service at that time okay. I would recommend some reading yeah. some market research some podcasts like growing your confidence and then when they're at a stage when they want to take it to the next level that's when I'd recommend the coaching so I think your ethics comes into it an awful lot because mm. the people still working who are leaving might have more of a budget initially and it would be easier for me to take them on as clients, but I wouldn't do that. I would wait until they were ready to up-level. Mm -hmm. But equally, there's so much going on in Edinburgh right now for women in business. There's so many other events that I know if they get out there, they'll find what they're looking for in the yeah, short term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what would be like some of your top tips that you would give to a mom, mm -hmm. a female entrepreneur? What would be some of your... Yeah. Um, it's, it's focusing on, well, the first thing is combining skill set and mindset. 
and that you should always be focusing on growing in both areas. Um, marketing changes so frequently that you have to keep your skill set up to date. But alongside that, your mindset, you have to work on your mindset because the problem is never the problem when you're coaching. So you could sit down, you could look at a key area, but when, once you dig deeper, you realize that often it boils down to the mindset. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm working with people and I'm saying, okay, well, we're going to do Facebook lives, Facebook adverts, you know, digital marketing as part of your strategy. It's never doing that. That's the issue it's the confidence in knowing that they can do it well mm. it's the confidence in putting themselves out there so the first thing that I'd recommend is that you commit to working on both okay. is that you commit to saying okay equally 50 50 skill set and mindset and I'm going to grow so when people are like going to Tony Robbins and going to T. Har Becker and all those things and <laughs> yeah. like like we've all done and you think oh it's not working it does over time yeah. It, it does, does over yeah. time it builds you up underneath so that you're much stronger when the challenges come and the second thing that I'd recommend is that you go easy on yourself. Um, you do have to work hard and you do have to be consistent, but you don't have to be a martyr. So, you know, taking time for yourself. And I found that out the hard way, but looking after yourself, you know, having the massage, having the Reiki, mm -hmm. you know, eating well, like all of these things are absolutely key because it's it's very much about a balanced life and this forming a part of it as opposed to just having a successful business, but everything else falling apart yeah. and the last thing is that you define your success uh you know kind of life is all now about vanity metrics how many followers have you got on instagram mm -hmm. you know how many likes on facebook and it's not about that it's about what is success to you and success to me sometimes is just actually sitting on the couch with my son watching blippy like that for me is a successful evening and yeah. if i can create a business that allows me to do that more regularly while he's at this stage. I'm absolutely delighted with that. But over time, success will change. Yeah. But you define what success is for you and just kind of block out anything that tells you I anything differently. I absolutely love that. Like, yeah. and I, we do that a lot. Like, we kind of count our blessings a lot, you know, when we're um, on a random Wednesday afternoon spending time with Jasmina and we just think, this is what we've done it for. Like, we can go to a play cafe when it's not mobbed. <laughs> you know, but like, I, think I like it, that. That feels good and that's success to yeah. me. Definitely. But it's recognizing yeah. it and it takes you to probably experience it to, to recognize it. I think it's the biggest conflict yeah. for an entrepreneur is defining success um, yeah. and the biggest pressure that's out there from from the society point of view of what success is. And that, that only leads to the mess we're in and that mm -hmm. rat race that you're talking about. And, mm -hmm. You know, it's so it's so hard to find in that mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. So being really clear on what success is, and we find that with EcoLarder, you know, we're we're talking about success measured in a completely different way. About you know, simply well, how how many people can we reach, and how much of a you know environmental impact mm -hmm. can we create? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've been very clear on that from the start which yeah. has helped uh, yeah. Yeah. take that pressure away. Yeah. And, and the irony, I suppose, is when, when your goal and your intention is, you know, to help the environment, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to come to you all the time. If you inspire someone in yes. Glasgow to go to a zero yeah. waste shop, yes. your business is a yeah. success. And I think that's what's key. It's about, it's about knowing that there's a bigger, a bigger movement that you're, you're yeah. engaged in. Yeah, it definitely is. And like with us being a social enterprise as well, like that's like a relatively new concept and you know, it's a not for profit organization. So it just completely changes what success means. Um, where people before would always look at like the, 
the financial metrics of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've really, like, the mindset has shifted a lot. And has been but I guess as an entrepreneur, that balance has to be there. I mean, it always will be a business that has to sustain itself. So, you know, it's yeah. all well and good saying success is, mm-hmm. is, is finding that balance, but it, yeah. it does have to support you at the end of the day. So there's... Yeah. It's a tricky balance, right? To and you deserve to be paid, yeah. and you deserve to, and money's an energy. You yeah. know, money has to change hands in some form, yeah. and and I think I come across that quite a lot, whereby money becomes money when money should be about a representation of the difference that you're making mm. and how you attach a value to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm passionate about the freemium model. I believe that it works really well, that you should add value so people get to know, like, and trust you. Uh-huh. But I also understand that doesn't work in many industries either. You know, if yeah. you come into a shop, you know, you're not going to sample everything. You know, you do have to, yeah. you do have to pay. But it, yeah. it's it's about you saying, well, I deserve to be valued in this area and I deserve to make money you know yeah. and I deserve to charge what I'm worth and actually people don't respect things unless they pay for them yeah. we know that ourselves if yeah. we get something for free we don't respect it as much as when we pay for things yeah but I guess as the controller behind the business it comes back to why you're setting up in the first place yeah and I think this is again trying to make the point that I think maybe women are much better at that yeah. in yeah. terms of setting up a business because it's going to add value and it's not chasing a Mm -hmm. you know an an idea that's all about just growth and yeah money and Mm -hmm. yeah you know size and size but and 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 adding in some masculine energy there because it's beautiful when a man comes along and can look at things from a different perspective and spot gaps in the market and so while i'm all about like women rising and joining up we need men in the world and we need men to be like have you seen it from this perspective because that from a business from a woman's business perspective is beautiful but Mm -hmm. the yogi in me will say you know that you have masculine and feminine within you and we all have (laughs) that so like we're gonna have a whole other discussion on that um but out of my death (laughs) (laughs) but um so it's international women's day um that's coming up and i just wanted to ask what does this day mean to you um it's really weird because i didn't know about international women's day till about two years ago when i started (laughs) to see it come up and i was like and i think it means how blessed we are Okay. And for me, so I was nice. watching, I know I was really random on Facebook today. I was, I saw a post coming up. It's like by women inspiring women and about how, you know, child marriage had been made legal in some parts of the world and just like the, the, the thing behind it. And I was like, we don't know how lucky we are. We genuinely don't know how lucky we absolutely are. And for me, it's about saying, actually, we do have a good life and we are blessed. And I think you inspire women by taking what you have and seeing how lucky you are not taking anything for granted Mm -hmm. and that's hard because we're constantly thought you have to chase after things you have to chase after things so for international women's day it's about saying i have amazing women around me i have Mm -hmm. amazing friends Mm -hmm. i have you know exactly everything that i need and that's beautiful and that comes from being surrounded by women who respect themselves women who are passionate and just just women who are going for it yeah it's amazing yeah Yeah. and when you surround yourself with that energy you do better the the other women do better as well and i think uh on international women's day i think on the on that sunday there's a a wild swim in portobello did you see that yeah and uh 
I'm not at all very good at swimming or anything like that, but it's all women and I want to be surrounded by I'm going. Oh, although my friend is my friend Gemma. Yeah. Gemma Blackie from Reset. Yeah. Um massage. She's she does um outdoor swimming has transformed her life. So she's gonna be there. So I'll connect you with her. Thank and you. And she'll take she'll yeah welcome you. I knew it. I knew it. Like things will come off yeah. this, you know, like because you're getting together as women and um on our yoga teacher training, we're actually all women this time round and we're all doing the swim. That's amazing. <laughs> so I can't wait. Yeah. Um but my final question to you was, I see and follow and I'm very inspired by you um, on social media and I see like amazing milestones all the time where you seem to be absolutely killing it at being a mom, killing it at running the business and just life in general. But I wanted to ask you, do you have a specific moment that you felt on top of everything and it felt yeah. amazing? Yeah, do you know, it's so funny because you're always your own worst critic and you always think, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. Like what's happening? Um, I, for for me personally was when Alton, my son and I went to Facebook Gather last year. Um, because we, I'd been part of this Facebook community. I don't know how. I don't know how I got into it. To be honest, they were just like, "Oh, join this community," and I was like, "Fine." Breastfeeding at three AM. I'll join. Oh yes, yeah, so totally. I was like, "I'll join. I'll join." And um, they'd invited us to, to. Well, I'd actually offered. I'd said, "If you ever have any events and I, you need a speaker, I'll speak." And then they said, "Oh, we need a speaker in November," and I was like, "Great." And then they had this event last January, and I was like, "Listen, I've got a son." And like, and I was like, I'm still feeding him. And I think they thought he was a newborn. I was like, oh God, he's born. And I was like, I know. I was like, oh no. So they were like, oh, come, come. And um, it was just lovely. We got to meet Cheryl Sandberg and everyone looks at the photo. Like, oh my God, you got to meet Cheryl Sandberg. And I was like, yeah, we did. Cause Alton fell asleep. So I missed the talk. So <laughs> we were outside when she left the room cause everyone else was inside. So it was the best thing cause we got photos, but it was just actually meeting new people. Mm. and getting to take him along with me and he absolutely loved it I don't think I'd take him again to be honest mm -hmm. it was it was tough going um but that for me was the start of something special because it was getting that acknowledgement just somebody inviting you to an event and I was like oh this is great they, they paid for everything they looked after us but the key thing for me was seeing him having fun seeing him engage seeing him you know look at all these people and know and <laughs> I just wanted that to be the norm for him the norm is that you push yourself out of your comfort zone from mm -hmm. an early age because you know it would have been easy to stay at home and say no no I can't go but we went together and we got like the 6am flight so we did all those things and it, it was lovely mm -hmm. um but that aside when you say like it looks like people are achieving milestones I think that's the thing about social media it looks oh, yeah. like people are achieving milestones mm -hmm. because so much has gone on in the past two years in my personal life that has been really tough and I think it's about being authentic and telling people about the tough times as well as the good times. Yeah. Because if all we see is positivity on social media, we don't honor the struggle that most people are going through in running their business and especially changing their lives. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's about telling people and about that as well. When you hit that first bump, it's like, oh no, but everybody else is yeah. not hitting these things. And you know, yeah. you, you, you've mm -hmm. got to be honest with it, right? It's tough. Yeah. But yeah. like we say every day, we, uh, we know it's tough, but we're in control of that. Uh, so you know we can we can deal with it <laughs> we're setting ourselves up for everything that we take on yeah. and that's that's what's empowering yeah. um yeah and so yeah that's that's my take on it yeah control is the key i think definitely yeah so thank you so much thank you. um thank you for being here and all of your wisdom <laughs> we really you. appreciate it and i hope that you have a wonderful international women's day oh thank you yeah are you thank doing you. what what are you doing 
Anything oh, special? I don't know because <laughs> as it's only a recent discovery for me, I totally forgotten what oh. it was. <laughs> so I think um, there's there's some lovely events on, but yeah. I'm going to join Gemma down at Portobello Beach. Are you going to do the yeah, swim? I'm, I'm gonna, I'll see you there then. I'm, I'm hopefully going to do the swim. I'm, I'm getting my first swim this weekend with Gemma. She's are taking you? me out into the cold. I've been doing the cold showers oh and everything oh. to try and get. I've never done cold showers oh before, so I'm pretty excited. Well, I haven't told you yet, Matt, but I've booked us in for a Wim Hof workshop oh yeah yeah so like cold showers will be our norm too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. there we go oh apparently so, yeah. they're amazing jenny that was at our mastermind there she has them every day and her skin is glorious yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. i'll do that they're ama- i thought i well i wanted to do it selfishly for myself but then booked us both in so that i'm prepared for the wild swim yeah yeah, yeah. anyway thank you thank, thank you, you so very much thanks man. thank you Welcome, Charlotte. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Nice to have you. Yeah, nice to be here. Nice to see you. Uh, we see you every day. We're <laughs> <laughs> so like a little family. Yeah. So you have some questions for us. I do. So yeah. there's been a few questions that have been coming up both online and in store. So one, of, the first one is, will you guys be branching out on zero waste kind of cosmetics? A lot of people have been asking, like, on the weekends when I've been in, in terms of like makeup, yeah. face wash, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought. Definitely. It's yeah. huge on my radar. <laughs> I really, really, really want to create like a space where people can buy all the ingredients that they would need to make their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like heavily regulated, yeah. boring stuff, but working on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. I guess doing that online would be more challenging doing it online is more challenging yeah. but in store you know it's so much fun and you know i, I like creating my own stuff as well so it'd be mm-hmm. lovely to bring that into the shop yeah so yeah. it's definitely a yeah a range of products we want to build out mm-hmm. okay and the other question is um about kind of like our customers volunteers people that work here and how it's mainly women um, a lot of people bring that up, um, either people that are interviewing us for their projects are doing or customers or stuff like that. They tend to notice that a lot of our volunteers, so it's very female orientated. People who work here, it's like three to one. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. 25%. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> um, we have David and, here. And David. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, just our customers, I guess, are more... Female, so I wondered what your thoughts were on that, why you think that is, um, if you think there's a reason or anything like that. So do you want me to take this? You can take it and then I'll see if I add anything. I think think ultimately the woman kind of ruled the household. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, I think so. My mom is boss as well. (laughs) Your mom is boss too. It's just when it comes to like, what are we going to eat? You know, where is everyone going to be? And like kind of... I really do do think that's still the case. And sometimes there's advantages and disadvantages to it, you know, because there's a lot about equality um, that people aren't so happy with, with that. Like, for example, that women still do the majority of the household chores, you know, yeah. and that's not so equal. But then but then you see it in the shop and that women are, are, are happy and excited to be here and come to the eco larder. Mm-hmm. So that's it, seeing it in like a positive way. Um, 
So I, I think ultimately, from my point of view, it maybe just comes down to that. Like, yeah. it's still at home. It's the mums um, thinking about the the food cupboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just about to say the same thing. So I don't yeah. know how disproportionate we are versus any other supermarket mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. their customer base, really. Because, as you say, it's, it maybe is still more female-led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, as a, yeah but i don't know we i feel like we have a good proportion of guys coming in and <laughs> I shopping feel like they come for really specific things like coffee enthusiasts <laughs> yeah. or they've been like oh i've been sent here they yeah i've been sent here yeah. with their well, list we, and then they're on relate. the phone to their wife the whole time yeah <laughs> i can relate to that <laughs> sent to do the job but you weren't thinking about the job mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so i i mean in terms of volunteers you're right we don't have um as many um i guess in-store volunteers in-store volunteers but i would say like shoppers and customers there's there's a good uh proportion of men but yeah i guess in terms of volunteers and staff obviously um and maybe that's a lot to do with um yeah who's in our circle yeah Um, men that shop here regularly i find are dads you know and they come with like like young people my age like students like yes kind of like yeah but they're they're yeah. more like the coffee enthusiasts yes yeah and like really specific products mm-hmm. you yeah. know like whereas so. the dads they actually come and browse because because it's so many cases that we see is the the children have forced mom and dad to the shop <laughs> because yeah. they're getting really well educated at school mm-hmm. like mom dad we need to be doing things differently in yeah. the kitchen at home yeah and then they they end up forcing <laughs> the parents yeah. to come here yeah so yeah, yeah. women are far more adaptable <laughs> far more progressive <laughs> and yeah far more environmentally conscious <laughs> at the end of the day so i think that's mm. that's one of the big biggest reasons mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so we desperately want more male volunteers yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah if you know or feel interested please get, get in touch, touch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank but you good thank questions you. thank you Charlotte. cool see you next month see you next month <laughs> cheerio or tomorrow tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right okay three two one and Hello Hello guys, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to anyone who has viewed or watched or listened to the podcast so far. Um, We'd really appreciate any feedback, any ideas for topics, ideas for guests, questions you want us to cover. Uh, We want to make this podcast for you, so please either leave us a comment or send us a message. And biggest and most important thing, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. Down below.